Well, now is when I usually entertain you, you with an this? FF fact. Do you want to do this first? Oh, okay, wait, yeah, 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 ready? Three, two, one. So right about now is when I would entertain you with a fact from Forensic Files. But I'm not doing that today, Kate, and do you know why? Because I'm ready to jump into this episode, because I got a lot to say. Hit the theme song. I'm Lester Holt. You've been fired up for days. <laughs> so fired up. Here we are. Season 31, episode 37. Hosted by the one and only AC. Here's Andrea Canning with Paige Turner. Hit me with your overall thoughts. What you think? First impressions. Well, this one's weird. Yeah. And not for any reason having to do with the actual case. It's weird because of how Dateline covered it. Yay! Yes! I couldn't agree more! I could not agree more. Now, I have a lot of love for the story of this episode. <laughs> A lot. But I'm with you that this was a weird-ass episode of Dateline, and I can't wait to dive in why. That's so funny, because I thought the same damn thing. Yeah. Very weird. Kurt, why don't you tell us what the IMDb summary is? You know what? I'd love to do that, but there is not one oh. for one that's this new, so I might have to rethink that a little bit. I wonder how long it takes for them to do that. Well, th I mean, they don't do it, right? It's, it's like fans. So then is it our duty to do it? No, 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 no. We're creating content. We create it. We don't curate it. Yeah, it's not up to me to uh, put the description in IMDb. That's not on us. It's right? on us to take the description from IMDb. Yeah, to create our content. Now you got it. Now you got it. Mm -hmm. All right, so we've got a married couple. They live in some snowy town in Utah. Camas Valley near Park City. It's a pretty sweet little town. They have three kids, and they're pretty well off. They live in this nice big mansion with a trampoline buried in the ground did you see their trampoline i thought that was the pool cover i thought it was a trampoline so that if you fall you don't like break your neck or whatever hmm huh. well either way they did have a pool too right dude they had a pool they had a basketball court they had a tennis court they had a little like place for a pony i think wow like there was some dirt with a white fence i hate anyone that ever had a pony when they were growing up i had a pony and they're f loaded this guy eric was making a mill a year which is wild. Yeah, he was a contractor. Yeah, so Eric Hitchens. Eric and Corey Hitchens met when she was working at Home Depot as a cashier, yep. and he was coming in to get supplies. Yep. And they started dating and very quickly fell in love, had a baby, got married, then had two more babies, and they're living the high life. They sure are. The Richens family had a picture-perfect life there. And he's crushing it at his uh, contractor biz. Let's talk about Home Depot. What'd you think of Linda, her friend? Linda King was there when it all began. Corey was the sweetest girl. I mean, really, the sweetest girl. I mean, she's all-star of the app for me. You mean Mama Bear? Mama Bear, indeed, yeah. Love her. Sometimes Mama Bear Linda had to intervene. Corey was a younger girl. You know how guys can get. I loved her, and oh, me, when she's crying and stuff, I felt real bad. I felt yeah, real bad she really loved Eric and was so happy when he and Corey got together because she felt like he was such a nice man and she was such a good girl, and together they were just a great match. Yeah, and she loved playing matchmaker and, like, forcing them together. Like, you go tell him to get his butt in here. Mm -hmm. And then AC was like, Eric did as he told. Eric did as he was told. Told. If he comes in here and asks her out, she'll say yes. You tell Eric, like talking to his buddies, yeah. playing like the go-between, like middle school. It was cute. Yeah, it was cute. And I said, tell him to get in here right now. This is one of the things that's weird about this app is not a single 
family member was talked to. We had a family representative, which tells me that their family is loaded, right? If they have a representative that can go on Dateline for them. Richens family spokesperson, Greg Scordis. But how weird was it? No families from either side. Not only were there no families from either side, but there were no police officers yes. from the investigation. Bingo. So I have to think that the investigators refused to talk to Dateline, which is why they did something so unusual. Ugh. Yes. Yep. And they brought in a Dateline consultant who studied the case for them. Since fucking when? Yes, this was this was huge. I'm very glad that you're jumping on this. Former FBI special agent Pam Flick is a Dateline consultant who studied the case for us. What in the 2020 bullshit <laughs> is this? Yeah, there's a show called Fatal Vows that does this bullshit. And there's nothing I hate so much when I'm forced to watch an expert talk about a crime that they had nothing to do with. It's like, your opinion is as valuable as mine, bro. Like, I do not care what you think right now. Right. And AC was setting up these questions so this consultant could basically narrate the story how she wanted her to. It was all very like, and then that happened, right? And the woman just would pause and be like, yeah, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. What is this? <laughs> these searches to me as an investigator speak to her mindset. It's because the trial hasn't happened yet. That's got to be why, right? Yeah, at the beginning they said it's still going. The, the opening they're like it's a mystery that still goes on and it's not over yet. Well, yeah, I mean, cuz all they had was the uh bail hearing. That's the only thing that has happened. Although I we've definitely had detectives on about cases that are still open. Definitely. Yep. But there's something about this one that it's got to be why there was nobody because it was, they clearly had to get this quote unquote expert because they didn't have family members and they didn't have detectives. So it's like, how are they going to know this information? Right. Besides reading the public record police reports, which is very boring to just have AC sitting there reading paperwork. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like they're in a rock and a hard place and they had to do this. I don't think they did this by choice. Do you? I mean, I don't think they would choose to do this. No, but also... Don't make the episode then. Yeah, or wait. It's not Dateline if you don't have all the things that make it a typical Dateline story. And it, were they so desperate to put it out? I mean... Like they could have sat on this until the trial and then made this a two-hour app. Totally. They're probably laughing right now. Listen to this going, hey guys, we're going to do both those things. It's going to be another two-hour app when the trial happens, right? They, yeah, but I don't like when it's just a redo. Of course. Yeah, and I mean, then like 20 additional minutes of whatever like the Lori daybell app from a few months ago oh god they keep doing that one every network does a Lori daybell thing mm -hmm. i don't care about that psycho no i mean i'm interested in her case in the way that i'm interested in all these cases but i feel like i've got my fill of it and she just needs to go rot in jail and stuff it was cool when it was unfolding in real time and we were yeah. getting like updates from hawaii when she and chad were on the run yeah having their photos taken on the beach while their kids are buried in a hole somewhere mm -hmm. yeah but that was like four years ago i know for a fact that my children are happy and busy in the spirit world all right so yeah so we've got a weird dateline here where there's no family members no detectives and the, the closest people that we have to the main characters are employees at businesses they frequent. Like mm -hmm. the one guy owns the diner he goes to Yay. and their kids are on the same soccer team. It's a stretch. It is a stretch. And I'm glad Linda was on this. She was a great find. Obviously for this app, when they found Linda, they were like, boom, here's our hook. Eric wasn't a drug addict. I know drug addicts. And I like it. I love the 
Home Depot hook, and I love her. But I'll bet, I'll bet she wasn't invited to their wedding. What do you think? I say no. Mm. I say no. Didn't she describe the wedding, though? No, she described the baby shower. Baby shower's different. Oh, yeah. I thought it was perfect. Listen, Kurt, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if I'm ever murdered yep. and my story is on Dateline, yeah. will you please make sure mm-hmm. that you send them a high-res photo of me? <laughs> because all of the photos of Corey and Eric were blurry as hell. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, okay, it was it was like 10 years ago, so digital cameras weren't what they are but even the wedding photos that are always yeah super great quality and high res they were like blurry what was up with that they clearly had money to throw around they couldn't get a photographer but you know what i don't know cameras were good 10 years it's not like 10 years ago was the stone ages do you know what i mean i feel like the last time you have an excuse to have a low res photo is like oh five yeah that's fair uh okay so eric is the guy that dies suddenly in his sleep the wife's name is Corey. You know how she spells Corey? Kate? Do you know how she spells Corey? Yeah. K-O-U-R-I. Yeah. A little annoyed. Okay. So she makes her husband a Moscow mule. I had a pony. And gives it to him in bed because they're celebrating this big purchase. Yeah. They were celebrating a new business venture Corey was involved in. One of the kids is scared, so she goes to sleep with the kid. And then at 3 a.m., she comes back in the bedroom. Wouldn't you know it? Hubby is cold to the touch. This motherfucker's dead. And she's like, Oh, what happened? She evidently called 911, but you wouldn't know because Dateline didn't have that recording either. Hey, you're right. We didn't hear a 911 call, did we? What's up with that? But she did call because the police report says she did. She said she found her husband, Eric, in their bed, unresponsive. Okay, so we're going to put this out there. The guy didn't die from COVID or head injury or brain aneurysm. His wife murdered him. She put fentanyl in his Moscow mule and killed this guy. Right? Mm-hmm. He had five times the lethal amount of fentanyl in his system. But she tried to make it seem like maybe it was going to be from a, like a weed gummy he had taken <laughs> before yeah. bed. Or like he had some kind of like antihistamine yeah. shot that day yeah. and was complaining of like heart pain. Yeah. I don't know why she didn't think fentanyl would come up on the tox report as fentanyl. Yeah. Or that, of course, that we have your searches. For instance, when you search things like luxury prisons for the rich. He found Corey's phone had searched the internet for luxury prisons for the rich in America. How about that? Hey, I got a castle on a hill that she can stay in. That's real nice, right? Yeah. Luxury prisons for the rich. Get the f*** out of here. Now that the husband's dead. She's not that rich. She's not. That's the thing. It's like you would not be invited, lady. You would not be invited to a luxury prison. There's no way. You're not Martha Stewart. Yeah. And she was actually in a lot of debt. Tons. It turns out that she wanted to do this kind of house flipping business on the side. She hired a nanny and started up her own business flipping houses and so poorly managing the money that eric was actually planning his estate behind her back and was going to cut her out of everything well because she faked power of attorney and got a lien on their house for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then also got into his personal accounts without his knowledge so she does this he finds that out and this is what i love about eric r.i.p eric is he says he goes okay i'll still be married to her but i'm gonna set it up so that if i die she don't get a dime I mean, is that not the most delicious part of this app? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, divorce works too. <laughs> yeah, and he'd still be alive. That's an option. Corey wouldn't get much of anything and wasn't told a thing about it. Corey, 
she was so bad at flipping houses and properties yeah. that she flipped one in town and did such a terrible job that the whole thing was full of mold. Yep, the people that bought it, their kids. And the family who bought it, they all got sick. Yep. Did you feel like you'd been taken? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. yes. And they had to just move out of the house. Yep. It ruined them financially. Yeah, and they're still waiting on, like, they're still doing that. Like, they sued her, and she denied it. It's like, well, something tells me the murder trial is going to take precedent. Like, I feel like they're not going to get any money for a long time. No, that's going to be a while. But then they somehow found the guy that she originally bought the house from, and he was like, yeah, there's water damage all throughout the house. Oh, you mean Val Maynard? <laughs> that guy was a character, huh? <laughs> Val Maynard? Remember him? That guy, yeah. He showed her where all the problems were, and Corey was like, I'll handle it, and then didn't. Yeah, she had some guy with her that said, I've seen worse. And so they just rolled with it. I'm thinking to myself, I thought she was a good person, a person that I could trust. Now look, here's, I got a question for that couple that bought the house. Don't you usually get inspections before you buy a house? I never bought a house, and I'm never going to, but that's what I hear happens. What do you think? See, that's the benefit of being poor like us, Whee! Kurt. Yeah, just ran. I think inspections... I don't know that they necessarily cover mold because you can't always see it. And I don't know that they do like a mold test. They should. Yeah. Well, I mean, didn't they see the picture they showed? It looked pretty moldy. It kind of looked like that's what it looked like when they put the furniture in there. But is the idea that it, it wasn't like maybe 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 Corey had painted over it or something and then it came out. through. Yeah, it may have leaked through over time while they were living yeah. there. Hey, what who did you think that lady looked like? The blonde lady. I'm playing your game. Oh, I don't know. Who? The lady from the show Go On, the Matthew Perry show. Remember that show? My cat died. Or as I used to call it, Goon. Goon. Classic. We have a winner! Anyway, she was on there, and then her husband, poor guy, shirt's way too tight, lav mic cord going down the middle of his tummy. Did you see that? Wrap that around the back, my man. Oh. I mean, come on! This is the last thing that I wanted to bring up on my family. Is that on him or is that on the sound department? Well, yeah, I mean, it's not on him. So I'm going to put it on the sound because the Marcos of Dateline, I'm going to say, hey, dude, get with it. You're live land. You need to pick it up. Uh, Man, I hate house flippers so much. Oh! Kate, I agree with you. And that was what I was going to just go into is I've got a... Well, here's my rant. Here we go. I can't wait. I bet it's the same as mine. Hit me. Hit me. House flippers mm -hmm. are awful. They're big contributors to the current housing crisis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why they can't just let people buy houses and live in them and fix them up on their own, to their own tastes, with their own contractors and local tradespeople that they trust. Yeah. I, for one, don't want to buy a house that's been renovated by some Utah housewife <laughs> with barn doors and shit <laughs> flap and grayish floors everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Get yeah. Yeah. every historic brownstone in New York City has now been like completely gutted and ruined and turned into some modern monstrosity with those dumb iron doors <laughs> and those like stark looking fireplaces completely void of character. And they're making every house the sad, same, lonely white box. And they should all be in prison. I agree. I absolutely agree. I think that maybe there are some good ones out there, but I'm going to say that the majority of house flippers are bored rich people that have 20 grand that they can burn and hope that it turns into 20 grand again. That's my problem with house flippers, okay? Is all it takes is money to invest that you don't have to use to live off of. That's what house flipping is. That's why she sucked at it, right? I, I like It's just so clearly the type of job someone has who is bored at home 
and is really wealthy and has the money to burn on like this. And she just got it way over her head. I mean, she is, the reason why I love this episode is Corey is like the quintessential 2023 spouse killer. Okay, like the fact that she's like, oh, I want a job. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip houses. Oh, let's get this mansion. Oh, I'm gonna like commit fraud on my husband because I'm so bad at this. Then she kills her husband. And what does she do then, Kate? What does she do then? She wrote a book yep. teaching kids about the grieving process <laughs> and then went on a local talk show in Utah to promote it. Utah. Now, am I tripping or was she wearing a coat inside? Oh my God. So I was going to ask the same question. She was. She was wearing a jacket. It was a brown leather jacket over yes. a hoodie inside yeah. on the set of a talk show. I was thinking that same thing is I would, I'd be burning up if I were her. Yes. Would she come in from the storm? Yeah. Like the other women are in like dresses and cute heels. Sundresses. Yeah. Yeah. Look, she's a mom on the go. Okay. She wrote a kid's book. She's out there promoting it. She's just making money for her kids. You know, I just watched the struggle that my kids were going through. This whole angle with the book. Oh my God. Did I love it? It like... I just, the fact that she wrote a book, promoted it on a morning show, dedicated it to her husband that she murdered. She dedicated the book to her amazing husband and a wonderful father. Okay, like, just all of this. Oh my God, I was loving it. And you know who else was loving it? Was the host of Good Day Utah. Her and AC yeah. were yucking it up. Okay. They're both TV hosts yeah. and journalists. Yeah. They and this host, she actually got an anonymous tip from a viewer after Corey was on the show. And I love that, like, so the tip comes in and it says, you need to be investigating Corey for the murder of her husband. And now she's acting like she's the lead detective. <laughs> like it's her mystery to solve. Yeah. And at this point, you know, we still hadn't seen an actual detective. So Dateline's just running with it. Yeah. They're like talking to this talk show host. Yeah. Like she's got an inside scoop. Yeah. And instead we just hear her twice described that she checked her email and Facebook. Thanks, detective. Yeah, you're really on it. I check my Facebook inbox and it's somebody that I don't know. And the profile picture doesn't have a person on it. And it had like a landscape. So I don't know who it is. I loved that email. I loved all the exclamation points. Okay. That person, whoever wrote this note, you know, watch this episode of Dateline, Kate. Out there, the person that wrote that email watched this Dateline and was losing their shit. Go and see. I told you it was a good idea. Mm -hmm. I told you. It's also interesting that this Utah talk show is on an ABC affiliate station, but they're licensing their footage and everything to Dateline instead of 2020, probably because 2020 sucks. I couldn't agree with you more there. And that's funny that you mentioned that because AC also shouts out HGTV. Now, does Universal own that? I don't know. I thought the same thing of like, she's calling out another channel. It just doesn't seem like something NBC would be cool with. It was a weird app. It was a weird app. Looking at the finished house, did you feel like you were in an episode on HGTV? It did. It did a lot. They did play us the theme of Good Day Utah, which was pretty funny. I loved hearing that. It looks like it's 20 years old and airs in standard yes. def, but it's yeah. current. Yeah, absolutely. Who has a better theme song, Good Day Utah or Wake Up San Francisco? Wake Up San Francisco. Agreed. Agreed. Wake up! The host of that show is telling the story of how Corey reached out and wanted to be on the show. And this is where I love the times when they say that Corey believed 
that she had written the first children's book about grief. It's what she believed to be the first book for kids on coping with grief. Believed that she did is so clearly saying, no, she didn't. Like, there have been books written about a grief. Google search, Corey, and you'd see that the market is saturated. Yeah, grief is a section at Barnes & Noble. Like, it seems wild to me that she thinks that she'd be the first one to write a kid's book about a dead parent. It's insane. Every Disney book, every Disney property has a dead parent. Oh my god, you're right. You're right. She was scooped by Bambi. That's hilarious. Watch what I can do! They love roasting her about that, and I thought that was pretty good. And also, you know me in these books. I read that book! No, you didn't! I tried to get that book. I wanted to read that book, Kate. Guess how much it costs on eBay because it's not on Amazon anymore. They pulled it. What is it, like $45? No, it's $999.99. It's a true crime collectible now because they're not going to sell it anymore. Weird because it was on Amazon. So they pulled it because she's under arrest for the murder of her husband? Or I assume because of this dateline because I was reading... (laughs) I read an article about this case and I've got some extra tidbits that are pretty juicy. But they were talking about the book and they linked to it on Amazon and it was bombarded with review, like joke reviews, like five stars. And the first one is like, I love reading this to my daughter. I got it for her posthumously and I read it to her grave. Like there's all these weird people making jokes because it was written by a murderer. Mm. So uh, it'd be funnier if she said like, I bought this after I murdered my husband too. And I read it to my Well, kids. yeah, that's the problem you run into with joke Amazon reviews, the structure of them. It's not always so solid. Mm. I was going to read one of those, but they're so long and dumb, and it was clearly them, people trying to be funny. And I was like, no, 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 no. No. Anyway, so that costs a thousand bucks on eBay if you want it. And then, okay, so she got the fentanyl to put in the Moscow mule from uh, her cleaning lady. Now, she told this cleaning lady, she paid like thousands of dollars through checks and stuff, which Dateline showed us. Uh, When she reached out to her for the drug, she said, hey, I have an investor in my house flipping business who has a lot of anxiety and pain. Do you have any pain medication that you can get for her that'll make her feel better? So she got him that, like whatever that was, I don't know, extra strength Tylenol. And then she reaches out again and says, yo, the investor, she's really hurting. Can you give me some of that Michael Jackson stuff? Which is propofol. That's not fentanyl. Those are different things, right? Did she actually say the Michael Jackson stuff? She sure did. She said the Michael Jackson stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And now this, oh, oh. So in the episode, they mentioned that Eric was suspicious that Corey had tried to kill him before. That was specifically on Valentine's Day of this year, that he got extremely ill from the dinner that she made. And then three days later, she either got the fentanyl or killed him. Like, and Eric told friends, I think my wife was trying to poison me on Valentine's Day of this year. Wow. Yeah. So, all right, future Kurt here. Uh, Current Kurt is mistaken. Eric was dead at Valentine's Day of this year. This all went down Valentine's Day 2022. So close, current current. Now, those are two tidbits. I gotta say, hey, Dateline, you missed him. Michael Jackson stuff, Valentine's Day, attempted murder. That's good stuff. Yeah, it feels like there were probably a lot of things missing from this episode just because they didn't have any other threads to follow because they weren't interviewing anybody. Yeah, yeah, I I, I do. I really think we'll, we'll get an update in a few months with 20 extra minutes. Okay, so Eric, when he realized that his wife was like trying to burn all their money as fast as she could, he'd start all this trust stuff. But he told his family lawyer, do not call, do not text, only reach out to my sister. My sister Amy's the one that you got to talk to. So Corey kills Eric. Eric's dead. Corey goes back to the house. She wants to get in that safe that Eric has. She calls up a locksmith. Locksmith heads over. They go to the house. Who's waiting there? But Eric's sister saying, 
you're never touching this safe because guess what? I have power of attorney. You do not. And this is mine now. How cool is that? It's baller. Oh, that felt good. I like those sisters. I was really hoping they would get interviewed. I like their style. And didn't she punch her in the face? She sure did. Corey supposedly. <laughs> so the sister claims that she punched her in the face and neck repeatedly. And Corey's response was, oh, I shoved her. <laughs> in the face and neck? Okay. Yeah. All right, Corey. I wonder who's telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, so there's no trial yet, but there was a bail hearing. Uh, how weird was it when we're talking about things that Dateline did or did not do that AC was at the bail hearing? How weird was that? That's like never happened. I was at the detention hearing and it was heartbreaking. I mean, I know the producers go to these trials and shit because like that's how they, you know, that's how they get the info. But AC went to Utah for this bail hearing. That seems wild, right? Mm -hmm. For such a minor ep too. Oh, and Eric even told his lawyer, if something happens to me, you should look closely at Corey's conduct, which sounds like the lawyer's words, not Eric's. Yeah, conduct? Yeah, that was weird, right? He said this, very prophetic. If something happens to me, if I die, you should look closely at Corey's conduct. But good for him for setting it all up before yeah. before he died. He knew. This was pretty sweet because it is like, and this is what they're presenting in court is like, she couldn't divorce him because they had a prenup. So the only way that she'd get real money is if he died. And she also had taken out five insurance policies on him without his knowledge. Okay. Once again, we ask, how is that legal? Yep. How? How? No clue. Five of them. No idea. Uh, so it's so funny in trial. Boy, her lawyer was a piece of work. What'd you think of her lawyer? I thought she stunk. He looked like he or she? She. You talking about the guy with the socks? I'm talking about the lady that talked on behalf of her that was like, uh, it's actually worse now that he's dead. Mm. The one that was like up at the stand talking all mopey and stuff. Uh, there's nothing to tie it uh, to her having any motive. Those lawyers seemed like she got them out of like the penny safe. <laughs> yeah. I always think about that, like, when I look at this lawyer and I hear her talk, and she's flubbing left and right, and she's got to look at the paper over and over, in my head, I'm going, I'd never hire this person. Like, why are they lawyers, and how do they get hired? But, like, think about all the school and that they had to go through, and they had to pass a major test, right? Maybe some people are just not good at public speaking. Big part of being a lawyer. It is. Maybe she never thought she'd be in a high-profile murder case. Maybe. Maybe. Her reasoning was so stupid. I, like, when she was going on about how she had nothing to gain from his death, it's like, what are you talking about? And of course, you know what else she said? Just because she's not good with money doesn't make her a murderer. Being bad with money does not make you a murderer. I feel like that's another f***ing take a drink every time the lawyer says, just because they did this does not mean that they killed somebody, okay? Sure. Classic bullshit. Another weird thing, Lester Holt was having some fun in this episode, was he not? Was he? He was, because this is a spoiler for my list later, but the show opens with a Dateline ref, because Linda and AC are walking. They're taking in the sights, and Linda says, this is something that's going to be on Dateline. The first thing I thought when I heard this story was, this is going to be on Dateline. And then Lester Holt goes, tonight on Dateline. Tonight on Dateline. Ah! That's good stuff. Oh. Right? 
He's having fun. I didn't catch that. I did see their walk and talk. And as soon as she said Dateline, I was like, oh, Boom. Kurt's list. Checked it off. Uh, and then Lester Holt was in the episode again. See, they, they were having fun this set. We, we, I know we got our issues. But like when they said that all the news people were talking about it, they showed Lester talking about it. That's them having fun. I like that. Right. Suddenly, the story of the grieving mother was everywhere. A headline making case out of mm. Utah. Accused of poisoning and killing her husband. Oh, awesome. Ace. C was very specific about reading some quotes. So like that host was loving pointing out that it's not the first book on grief. It's what she believed to be. You could just tell the fun that AC was having though when she read the statement that Corey said to her mom in jail after she was busted writing a letter to her brother asking him to lie and say that he bought the fentanyl in Mexico for Eric. Okay, she wrote some letters saying, you know, please do this. You're probably going to have to perjure yourself. Sorry. Corey told her mother the letter was part of like a 65 page freaking mystery fiction novel that I've been working on. I would just like to say yeah. that Corey is guilty just because she's a house flipper alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guilty as charged. And also because she smiles with all of her teeth. Yeah, she does. I don't trust that. Nope, nope. How did you think that she looked? I mean, she's probably looked the best, only because she's 33 years old, but she looked okay in court without all of her stuff. There are no roots and shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's adorable. She's really cute. It's really making me mad, though, when she was, like, shaking her head no and stuff. It's like, come on. I mean, you clearly, you paid this cleaning lady for fentanyl. He died of fentanyl poisoning. If it wasn't you, who was it? And why aren't you trying to find that person? Like, I don't... Right. She is super if it was fentanyl from the gummy then why aren't you going after the company who made the gummy yeah but also as someone with experience of the gummies one gummy is not even going to make you feel anything let alone kill you in your sleep give me a break but if it had fentanyl in it was she injected fentanyl into like an existing gummy that doesn't sound... No, I'm just saying she may have been arguing that he took the gummy before bed and maybe the gummy had fentanyl in it, like the company who sold it cross-contaminated it. Well, they're not... It's not FDA approved or whatever, so could happen. You're right. But that's not it because I'm sure the investigators looked into that and were like, nope. Wasn't it funny when AC was like... And the cops were like, we already knew that. We've known she's a murderer for a whole year. Like, isn't it wild when the cops let murders go while they're collecting evidence. Yeah. Like they've been on her case this whole year. They must have been dying when she wrote a book and was on a morning talk show. I mean, they just must have been rolling. I don't know, but I think we're getting close to list time. All right. I think it's list time. Hit me. Kurt, did it happen in a small town? The kind of place where things like this just don't happen? Eh. What? No, Kate, not, this is a hand. Not really. Come on. You're not going to give it to this? This is Park City, Utah. No. It's it's, it's Camas County like, or whatever. It's Camas Valley. They, they wouldn't shut up about... To me, it doesn't really qualify because it's like those small town ones, those are the kind of places where people don't lock their doors. But this was like a murdered spouse. This wasn't a case of like, it's usually so safe around here and nobody echoed that. Okay, I agree with you there, but did they not make a point numerous times to talk about how it, the news spread like wildfire? And when she told the news lady that her husband died from COVID and a heart issue, like everybody had heard that she said that. Like the diner guy. Am I nuts? I mean, I feel like they were talking small town. Maybe. Word quickly spread around tight-knit Camas Valley. Maybe the test is, is there local ABC affiliate <laughs> putting on shows that look like they're in standard def? If so, then 
it's a small town. All right, then we're counting it because this one was that. It was not in Florida and there was no military. So we'll just have to go with the small town. Hey, one out of three is not bad. Now we slide over to Kurt's Kick-Ass kick list. Kick-Ass list. Kick-Ass list. We already know that we got that first one because they talk about how this is something that happens on Dateline and it might be the best version of it yet because of Lester's follow-up. Tonight on Dateline. So I'm going to say right now that's the best one of these. Number two, do they talk about how it's like a movie? Yeah, goddamn right they do. AC does. She says it was like a rom-com. Yeah. yeah. This is like out of a rom-com, you know, meeting at Home Depot. Oh, yeah. And it played out like one, two. Oh! It's a pretty lame rom-com, though, if, like, Home Depot is the setting. Give me, yeah, give me a break. You're going to write a script about a meet-cute that happens at a Home Depot, and that's your pitch? AC. She should know better. She's writing scripts for Hallmark all the time. Mm. Oh, my God. When we watch some of her movies, though, we should see if there's, like, a meet cute at, like, a hardware store. Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. Because she's like, ooh, yeah, screenwriter. Yeah, idea. Noted. Okay, so that's two for two. Those ones, we knocked them out of the park. Unfortunately, signs of a struggle. M.I.A. yet again. Yeah. No signs of a struggle. Signs of a struggle. Boy, we started off strong with struggle. I mean, I think for the first four or five eps, they said it at least once. There's really any signs of a struggle. It's not always a struggle. <sighs> You're right. You're right. Did we talk enough about the case and the investigation? Maybe not. I mean, we probably did because we weren't privy to any of it. What about when AC said, like, what, what, what did she cringe about? Do you remember that? AC? Oh, no, the creepy thing. What was the creepy thing? Come on. Oh, when she's talking with her, her news buddy lady about how they interviewed a killer who wrote a book for her kids. AC goes, oh, that's creepy. And she made like a funny face. That was cool. I don't remember that. But that sounds like her. Yeah, it totally does. I mean, this is creepy. Corey was saying how they're celebrating the big sale because they bought like a $20 million mansion that looked like a dump that was built on a swamp, right? Yeah, they bought an unfinished mansion. It was under construction. On a swamp. I guess the money fell through. They got it at a discount, but it was still a lot of money. Yeah, and Eric didn't want to buy it. And that's what everybody knew. But Corey was saying we were celebrating the purchase. I bet he didn't even know. I don't think he did. What did Corey do? The day after he died, she went and signed. She went to a notary yeah. and signed the paperwork yeah. on that mansion. And as AC points out, we all grieve in different ways. But that's a funny thing to do the day after your husband dies. <laughs> we do. I mean, the day after my dad died, I went and got a screen accurate star trek uniform uh hemmed and tailored to my body wow wow what i've been through for the last few days certainly hasn't felt benign well but that sounds like a coping mechanism maybe i had the appointment already oh well there, yeah there you go do you still have this article clearly yeah yeah it was like a thousand dollars of course are you serious mm -hmm. it's a thousand dollars you could have bought are you with me by Corey Hitchens for a thousand dollars, Kate. I could have. I really screwed up yeah. on that. I y'all were wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, as we all go off into the sunset, thinking about Kim. But he did. I'm Kurt Money, and I'm Kate Line. I'm Lester Holt. For all of us, I'm Lester Holt. Good night. We all had ponies. <laughs>